And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, Justin. Hey. How you doing? All right. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. The second I heard that song, I was like, I want to talk to these people. I really love that song, which we're going to talk about. But first, where are you? Uh, I'm in Washington, D.C., nation's capital, rat capital, as we rat were discussing capital. off mic. He's got a lot of rats here um, yeah. in the trash cans. We're fighting them yeah. as best we can. Yeah, you are. And the dogs doing a great <laughs> yes. job. Deploying dogs <laughs> in the fight. How's D.C. these days? I haven't been in a, eh, a year. Uh, you know, D.C. is rocking and rolling. Um, we got it all. Politics, <laughs> entertainment, uh, nerds making art, nerds making policy. Uh, this is Hollywood for, for, for nerds. Yes. Uh, you know, the swamp. Uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful trees. We have a lot of trees uh, where the rats can hide. Yeah. Um, and a lot of angry commuters. We've got that. Traffic. Uh, traffic. We've got really bad traffic. People from different states not understanding their way around. <laughs> it's it's a jungle out there. You know, it you sure got is. you got to you take your life in your hands on a bike, uh, which I ride actually frequently. So yeah, I've ridden a lot in D.C. It's a nice city to ride around in. It is. It's very oxygenated because of the photosynthetic, uh, you know, the photosynthesis happening from all the trees. So is it really? Yeah, it's, oh, you wow. feel great. Get on yeah. your bike, lungs fill up. Good. You have to. You're taking your life in your hands because of the traffic. But if you're on a bike, yeah. if you can survive, it's going to be a good a good time. Especially yeah. at night on a cool night. 
I find smaller cities often are more dangerous on the bike because they're not used to the bikes. Like in Rochester, New York, I almost got probably close to being killed. Well, I kind of want to know how you came to be on a bike in Rochester, but um, <laughs> if you're willing to share. I used to bring my bike everywhere on tour. Ah, uh, you know, I've heard about that. I think, uh, didn't David Lee Roth do that? I don't know. I hope he did. If he didn't, let's, I want to start the rumor right now. It might be David oh. Byrne that did it. That's not as David cool Byrne as did. David Lee yes. Roth. <laughs> yes. I wish David Lee Roth had David done it. David Lee that Roth. Would, <laughs> like a pink bike in spandex in some right. city like Rochester, but. Yes, I, I agree. I think it would be more dangerous. You know, we have bike lanes and stuff. Rochester, I don't think they have bike lanes. Yeah. Though I don't want to judge Rochester. Yeah, I don't either. I just, I just <laughs> that was an experience, and that's a smaller town than say DC. And I just found like you know, even when you're in rural towns where there's not really many people, they freak out if you're riding down a small highway or something. They, you know, they exaggerate going around you. They may give you a honk or something because they freak. They get out. mad. I think there's some road rage. You have to you have to watch out. Defend yeah. yourself as best you can. Did you, Did you grow up there in DC? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I man. am from Philadelphia. Oh, um, I identify as a, <laughs> one of your favorite. You said yes, absolutely. Isn't it amazing? Why don't I live there now? I don't know. I moved away. Uh, I can't. I can't seem to find my way back. It's not that far. I married a, a DC native and actually we live okay. in the house where she grew up. So oh wow, it's going to be hard to escape back to Philadelphia, but I really, I really miss it. I, I think I miss it more than ever. As each year goes by, I want to yeah. go back. More Tell more. your partner that my grandmother was born there. Really? Wow. Do you remember what part may I ask? Or maybe I can't remember. I have it all written down. Some of these things are just lost to to history, you know. Yeah. I don't know where my grandfather was born either, but um, yes, I I'll uh, I'll try to maybe that'll convince her. All right. So you grew up in Philly. I was going to ask you if you went to the Washington D.C. School of Rock and Roll. Uh, no, but it sounds I, like I, you went to the Philly School of Rock. I mean, you could have gone to D.C. You were close enough. There are no uh, Philly uh, schools of rock and roll. We didn't. We had the Dead Milkmen. Yeah. Who, who I like, but maybe. Yeah. In the list of most iconic rock acts, Dead Milkman is not the number one choice. Uh, we had G Love, also right. maybe not the number one choice, and we had the Roots. Yeah, uh, which who I once saw in a very small club about the size of this kitchen. It was pretty. Oh my god! It was pretty amazing at the time in 1995. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Philadelphia is not somehow known for its. Uh, it's rock and roll. I feel like someone just got really mad at me. Some Philadelphia band is like, "F this guy!" Like he doesn't know. Well, Hollow Notes probably got mad at you. Are they, you know, I don't think. I guess they are. Are, are they from there? I don't. Th I don't know if I believe it. I want to know what neighborhood they're from, right. and if they can, if they know how to pronounce uh, the Schuylkill River. I, I, that'll be the test. If they can pronounce Schuylkill, that's great. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll believe it. But until that time. Uh, the jury is out. So did you, um, so you grew up there and um, did you have any sort of formal training or did you have a, I, I asked that and I do include the version of my formal training is literally just going to shows and learning. How to um, I wish I had been, I had known about shows. I, Sun Ra lived like a few miles from me. I didn't even know he was there. I didn't even Crazy. know he was there giving free concert. Didn't know about it. 
my training was all in public school um enormous bands where mm-hmm. there'd be like a guy playing the cymbal you know that would be his only yeah. job is to play the right. cymbal uh i started on flute then clarinet for four years tinkered around with the saxophone and then i moved on in private lessons to piano and guitar but um yeah i mean the the, the beginning was just in you know fifth grade this guy mr starboard yeah I can't believe I'm talking about Mr. Starboard right now. He had a slick back hair. I think he might have had a DA. And he had a pocket in which there was always a, a box Wait, of Wait, what's marker. a DA? I feel dumb. A duck's ass a oh, haircut, like from the okay. 50s. Yeah. He looked like a juvenile delinquent. And he had a, a, a shirt pocket with Marlboro Reds. Oh. And uh, this guy played every instrument in the orchestra. It was unbelievable believable who was this guy yeah and he would just uh he would teach you whatever you wanted to know violin saxophone bassoon it was crazy i i hope that those people are still out there today i somehow doubt that they are but that was yeah Yeah. that was my training i had a similar teacher in uh, rural california and i just saw a picture of him in my brother's uh yearbook and um his name was bruce williams he could play every instrument and the one thing he did, which I will never, ever forget, that was, I don't I don't know what I said. I was in seventh grade when he was my teacher. He did string arrangements for pop songs, and that's how we played music. We did he, Duran Just for Duran. fun, he, re, he wrote the parts? That's the music we played. <laughs> so we would do a Duran Duran song, and the, he would have a, or, or every, he would arrange every instrument to play a pop song to keep us Hungry interested. Like the Wolf? I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> If it's not it hungry, could like have the been world. Rio. Okay, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good too. But then we did tequila, and then we did like, you know, just a bunch of silly '80s pop songs. But it was a great vehicle to keep thirteen-year-olds at least interested, you know. And we were learning how to play. That's cool. Yeah, hope there's more of those. Yeah, I don't know if that's still around. I, yeah. I hope it is. Not at my kids' school. Um, something that was funny happened to me yesterday. I was a big touch and go head. Gotta love it. I was listening to your record. I, I'm privileged to get a, a you know an early copy of your record. I was listening to it a lot, and in a weird way, I was like, "There's some sort of like Jesus lizard in here." And on paper, wow. I wouldn't think you know I wouldn't. There's all kinds of other things I would point to if I just had to describe your record, right? But I, there was just like something about it. I was like, I, I don't know what it is. It just, there seems like there's some Jesus lizard in here. And then you, I saw that Instagram post of touch and go songs that were important wow. to you. And I was like, Oh, Jesus lizard. It was very, what a compliment. It was a very weird serendipitous thing. I mean, I love that band. I don't think my music sounds anything like them, but if it, I don't maybe it does that, what a great I, I mean, surprise I, it would be. Yeah. I mean, I can say that and still say the opposite. It's very a strange phenomenon, I think. Do you know my byline when I'm when I write stories is is Justin W M period Moyer Justin William Moyer, and do you know that I made it that because of David William Sims? I you just did. so loved David William Sims, and I thought it was so cool his name that I changed my byline in order to be more like David William Sims. And I never told anyone that before. You're the first person to find wow. that out. Because nobody right. else would even know, understand what that is. Certainly That's no right. one at work would understand what that was. So, That's great. Well, we're here uh, 
to talk about the new Light Beams record. It's called Wildlife. It's coming out on Discord Records. It's actually it's a split release. It's we always have to release. say that. It's not yeah. the full Discord treatment, but they're they're friendly. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to get married, but they're willing to go on a date, and this okay. record is the date. So it's David Geffen and yes, Discord? Yes, yes. David Geffen is, back. is half half Geffen, half <laughs> Discord, and half Motown. Half Motown, Geffen, Discord right. release. <laughs> so it's your, it's your label. Yes, I have Discord. a label. It's called Mud Memory Records. We mm-hmm. put a, a lot of random stuff out over the years. Yeah. Um, it's... You know, sometimes you just can't wait around for the uh, the big guys to come yeah. and swoop you up. You got to do your own you thing. Yeah. So this is a way for me to do that. Cool. Well, uh, it's coming out November 3rd. Yes. And right now, the song Coming Our Way is out, which I've listened to for a bazillion times. It's wonderful. I would describe this record as kind of a drum and vocal driven, angular, punky dance record. All of that fits into the category of music that I both love and grew up on. So easy win. I really love this record. And Thank you um, so much. I, God, I love all the bass lines. I like the repetition and very cool, tasteful sprinkling of samples, which is kind of sets it apart from sort of what I'm describing. And um, the other thing about it is it has this energy kind of back to 80s music. I really loved Adam and the Ants. Oh, okay. Wow. And and it has a similar energy for me. And then further listening, I'm like, oh, now I really know what the energy reminds me of. And it's that band, The X, which is fucking bonkers. And I've been able to see them and open for them before. Oh, geez. You know, I did get to play with them one time. Aren't they great? How it's did the they get band to be open so for good? Them. <laughs> oh, they opened for you? Back. They did. And we switched it the next Ooh, night. Oh, you got to switch it. Yeah, it's that's like, hard. Uh, yeah, we'll mop up the blood, and, uh, <laughs> and then here's Blackheart Procession playing like half the speed. <laughs> it was a funny, funny thing. We yeah, that's together. a tough act to follow. How'd they get to be so good? I think it's something about Holland or something. Yeah, they're so focused. Oh, God, I love them. I feel like they all live in the same room, just each with a corner. But there's not enough corners because there's more than four of them. That's right. Maybe it's a five-cornered room. Ooh. <laughs> I love good them. Good call. Yeah. What well, a compliment. It, Thank you. Yeah, I know. I really, I, it just kind of was like, as I was listening to it, I was like, what is this like really, you know, kind of frantic, wonderful energy? And it's really fun and dancey. At the same time, it seems like you're addressing a lot of our world's darkness right now. Um, it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy duty. Um where were you when you started making this record and sort of how is it different from uh, self-help your last record, which is great as well. Um, you have a little bit of a personnel change. Yes. Yes. We, we added, we added more people. I just need, drums. I need, I want an army. I want an army of people, a procession like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I want as many as I can get. Yes. Um, where was I? I mean, this record, our last record came out uh, the week of the pandemic. A great, okay. a great week to put out Excellent. an album. Yeah, it's going to succeed. No yeah. one can come see you. No one knows about it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we had to move on quickly. And then, yeah, we, we didn't practice for a year. And, and this record was written 
slowly as we came out of quarantine and then went back into quarantine and then we're back out and back in and someone has COVID and then you have to stop. And then there's a, they might have COVID or their, their partner tested positive. So anyway, yes, this yeah. is a, this is a pandemic record written in Washington DC during a time where I was spending a lot of time covering protests, people angry, setting things on fire, um, you know, proud boys in the streets, uh, everything leading up to the insurrection. Um, you know, I was out there many nights covering and it just, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a super happy time. <laughs> it was kind of scary. Uh, so I think some of that made it in there. And specifically, and if, if you're, uh, comfortable talking about it, the coming our way, directly addresses an experience you had with a school shooting yes and your child which is i don't i don't know i don't have words for it truly i don't have words for it i'm not being melodramatic i just don't know what how i would react yeah you know it was heavy i was in my uh my studio slash office um i heard and i heard this these this this huge clatter like uh, in that poem about Christmas Eve, you know, he went, I went outside to see what was the matter, but it wasn't Santa. It was a machine gunner, like a machine gun. Yeah. Uh, a sniper had set up, he had, had rented an apartment across from my kid's school and set up what was called a sniper's nest later by authorities in this apartment and fired uh, like a barrage of uh, shots at my kid's school and, you know, injuring many people, Yeah, at least one who almost died. No one died, which was amazing. But the reason that the guy did this was never, it's never been explained. Um, and um, I've even, I was able to, using some reportorial resources, locate the family. And I wrote to the family. I tried to write them a nice letter. You know, just want mm -hmm. to talk to you about what happened. They did not reply. So uh, it's just this mysterious, terrible event uh, that could have been way more terrible, but, um, you know, that I had to, first I was responding as a reporter, but then I was a parent. God. I had to stop reporting. I had yeah. to find my kid. It was very stressful. And I, what I wanted, maybe you can speak to this. When I have a terrible experience, that's when it's time to write a song. Like, that's when the art comes out. Like when things right. are going great, art is not going great. Maybe there's no ideas, there's no energy there. When things are going terrible, it's like, oh, let's make like like an amazing record now because <laughs> because that's when we're motivated, which is kind of like maybe a curse or something. Like that doesn't seem healthy, but I guess it that's the way. It sounds like a yeah, it is a curse of humanity almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad that your daughter was. Okay, I just it's just hard to fucking imagine what that was like when you're running across the street to gather your child. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I mean, thank you. Yeah, and like I said, it could have been it could have been worse. Yeah. I don't think my kid, I wonder if she even thinks about it. I wonder if she'll right. even will she listen to this? I don't know. Uh I I know that there are some kids that were involved and that were very seriously traumatized my kid was not one of those kids and i worry about those kids yeah i hope they're okay um 
Well, I'd like to play coming our way. Is that cool? Oh, wow. We're going to listen to it. Yeah. up with intensity like none other and i think i know why for me at least there seems to be some overdubs or something in the middle subtle but very very effective do you know what i'm talking about thank you so much uh yeah uh we call it the layer cake method or maybe i maybe it's just i call it the, i'm always talking about the layer cake and yeah. then the band is like i think they're like okay whatever you know <laughs> yeah i want to i do want to hear how you how you build a song it seems very intentional and it's very effective and it's radical. Well, thank you so much. I mean, do you, do you, but you know how songs like have parts, <laughs> like part A yeah. and then part B, you know, like that record Abacab, is that a Genesis record that's named after the different parts of the songs? That's right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't understand that. I, I get tired with these parts. There's too many. I don't, this, it's like, well, we already wrote A, and A sounds pretty good. Now we need B. Yeah, it's just exhausting. Maybe I'll let you have a B, but you can't. You're definitely never getting a C. Like it's not. It's just like I'm not giving you one. It's right. not going to happen. So in our band, usually somebody comes up with a part. Whether it's me, Sam, our drummer, Arthur, our bass player, Leah plays rototoms, Aaron says samples, we all sing. So somebody's got a part, and then instead of shifting to a different like um, uh, melodic or harmonic material, like mm -hmm. a B, 
yeah. a so-called B. We're just going to keep playing A, but we're going to have more and more layers, like a cake. Okay. So that first you get the... I like vanilla cake. Do you like chocolate? I don't, I don't want to insult you if you're a chocolate cake person. I think I'm more of a chocolate <laughs> cake person. Okay. For Unless you, it's movie, really good vanilla cake. <laughs> See, I like vanilla cake. So for me, it's always vanilla is mm-hmm. the first layer. And then it's going to be vanilla icing too because I'm a vanilla guy. Yeah. I'm just, I, I like it bland. I just yeah. Keep it a little bland. I like it. No, but seriously, we just try to make our repetitions of A different enough that it's building an excitement. It's building to a climax. Um, it's building maybe the way that like a techno song would build in like a sure. club in like Manchester in like yeah. 1989 or something. No, that makes I sense. I was never yeah. there at that time. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not like a rave guy or anything, but I, I, I want to build like that music because um, right. I have trouble with B's and C's and that, a D. I'm never going to give you a D. You're never going to get a D. Um, so yeah, that's how we, that's how we work. Oh, that's interesting. We move, yeah. we move vertically. We don't move horizontally. Yeah. That's for Steely Dan. They do the horizontal stuff. Yeah. Are you a Steely Dan guy? I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh, a little bit. I mean, they seem like, they seem mean. I, yeah, you know, this seems like there's some bad vibes there. But anyway, they they do the horizontal. We're about the vertical. Okay. We're not Steely Dan as much as we might want to be or not right. want to be. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not them. And your vocal, I, I love the vocal arrangements too, especially in that song. They get pretty elaborate and they're fast moving. Yeah, there's a lot of overdubs, samples. Sometimes we sample our vocals and then play the samples. Okay. Um, because I, maybe you have this problem. Do you ever listen to a record all by like one dude or one one lady and it's just sort of the same? It's like always the same singer and you're like, this record's kind of getting long. We're hearing this voice the same. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I worry about that for my voice because I'm... I do have some vocal training, but I, I, it's not like I'm a, like a singer or can sing. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's kind of like a joke. Yeah, <laughs> the idea that like I'm going to sing a song, even though I've been singing for 35 years or whatever, it's like it's it's ridiculous. I'm not going right. to sing like Frank Sinatra or something. Like I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. So we're gonna build. We're gonna first get an army, like I talked about. Yeah, we're gonna get an army of people in the band who can sing, and then they're gonna sing with me, or sometimes they're gonna sing instead of me. And then hopefully no one will notice that uh, I'm not good at my job. <laughs> okay. We're going to cover it up. Sure. And hope for the best. Um, it's all because we don't, we don't understand songwriting, or at least yeah. I don't. We're covering up for our inadequacies and turning them into strengths, yeah. hopefully, but mainly covering up, ma- mainly repressing our anxieties or trying to. But well, they come and, through. Right. They do. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And so back to that sound, I, I got to know, is that, do you know what I'm talking about? It's a low end sound. It's about, is it a bell? I think so. But there's a really deep, it sounds I like a it timpani might, or something. There might be some, uh, or electro electric timpani. There's some secret electric percussion in there. It's just a big pool of deep. Do you know this guy, TJ Lipple from Aloha? Do you know this band Aloha? I do. Yeah. I don't know him or he recorded our record um, and mixed it. And sometimes he adds secret things without mm-hmm. telling you. And then sometimes if you're not listening on the right stereo, you can't hear it. Yeah, I don't think I heard it for a few different listens. 
I got to ask him about that. That sounds like a secret TJ Lipple edition. Uh, he's a mastering engineer and recording engineer here in yeah. DC. He works with like a million bands. So you recorded with him in the studio there? Yes. Uh, there's a studio 38 North in, um, in Virginia. We went in for a day and we did all the basic tracks. Yeah. And then, so that's the basics. And then we go into my studio. It's called Solar Power Station. Do you get it? I do. Because of Power Station, do you get it? It's a joke. Yeah. I, some people don't know about the joke. So I just got to make sure. It's not funny. Anyway, it's called Solar Power Station because my house has solar panels. But we that's where we do all of our layering. We okay. a bazillion tracks of vocals, sometimes extra instruments that aren't on our sample pads. Um, so there's a lot of work done there. Then we send it all back to TJ and he mixes it. Hopefully this isn't too technical. Some people don't like the tech talk. I like this. Yes. Uh, that's the way your recording works now. You have to go to a nice place to do the drums because they're so hard to do. Then you go to your shitty place and you do your little things and then you send it back to the nice place. At least that's how I, yeah, that's how I work. So could you do me a favor? Um, because you said you wanted to ask TJ, could you come at him like you're pissed off about it <laughs> and record it? Hey, hey, it's, yeah, it's Justin. Yeah, you have a few minutes. All right. Uh, can you? Uh, I record it on a uh, on a. I, I could go. I could get Renton Studio time with him. Go to the studio like yeah. we're going to do a session, and then just have that conversation and on a really nice. Live, yeah. yeah, like a Neumann, uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm ready for it. All right, great. <laughs> Um, well, again, congrats on this record. TJ did a great job. Y'all did a great job. Can't wait for everyone else to hear it. Thanks so much for, you said you've been so, this has just been so, you said some really, I'm really, my ego's really been inflated and I just, oh, I really need that That's right what now. I'm here for. So I'm just so, I'm so grateful. Real quick. I do kind of want to ask you, you've got, you've hinted at it and not everyone knows, but you're a journalist. Yes. Both making records like this and being a journalist, it seems to me like it would take up all of your bandwidth, just one of these things. And um, you seem to be able to pull it off. You were on a team that covered the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And that team was awarded a Pulitzer Prize. I was on the team. Yes, I was. And I was also late to the insurrection. So that's kind of another little embarrassing thing. I was late. Because I, I, I wanted to work the night shift because I thought that's where the action was, but yeah. the action was on the day shift. So. Yeah. But I, but I was on the team. Yeah. Congratulations and thanks for your work. Oh, well, geez. Uh, and thanks to your team. Well, you know, you're a witness to history uh, as a journalist and you just, um, you're kind of just watching. It's kind of a weird thing. You're just kind of regarding the scene, which is... Is kind of the funny thing about journalists. Sometimes I tell, sometimes I, when I interview someone, I say like, I'm just an idiot. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a guy, you know, listening to what you're saying. Like, um, you know, I don't have any special knowledge or, so yeah, that's why it's nice to mix with music because with, with music, I do have special knowledge because I took all those uh, lessons with Mr. Starbird in, in right. fifth grade and learned how to play all these instruments. So, And do, do these two... Uh, let's just call them vocations. Do they feed each other? Are they ever mutually exclusive? I think they feed each other. And maybe you can speak to this. As a musician, particularly a touring musician, 
do you ever feel like you're just kind of sitting around? You're just there's just sitting around all day. Not kind of sitting around. You are just sitting around all day. So don't you feel like during that time it, you, it would be nice to have a little job, like like a like you you or maybe you have one. I don't know. Maybe or maybe this is it. I don't know. Yeah. This uh, is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good job. Yeah. So there's all this downtime. And then as a reporter, sometimes it's the same. Like if you're a breaking news reporter and no news is breaking, you're kind of just sitting around. You're, you know, like, is there is there a fire? Is there a murder? Is there something that we can write about? If not, we're just kind of right. We're just kind of taking up space in an office. So anyway, I think it's important to I don't like sitting around. I get nervous. So I like to do a lot of different things. Yeah. I get extremely nervous if I'm sitting around for one second. I know, right? And you are really touring. It seems like you are touring quite a bit. Typically, I do. I've been a little bit slow in the last year or so, but I'm always trying to fill in those gaps or doing this or doing other versions of media arts. But you're like a 100 shows a year type of guy. Typically. I mean, that's a lot of sitting around. Yeah. I play pickleball. That's good. You see, you need a physical thing. Yeah. That's great. I wish I, I should play it. I'm coming out to D.C. and I don't know where we're going to play in uh, February, but we'll play. Me, you, and Brendan Canning. Uh... We'll have a weird three-person game. Are you um kind of tour anytime soon? Uh, we have a little run of shows coming up. It's hard. We got some. We got some parents of young children. We got people in other bands. But you know, we try to do as much as as much as we can. I hope. I hope one day in the future we could go. We could do a hundred shows a year. But I, I don't know. That's going to take some some calculus. So what's coming up? We have just like a swing out to Chicago. Um, it's like five shows or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a show in Philadelphia. We're looking at some stuff next year. I, lo- I want to go to California. I haven't been to California in a while. Are, is it still there? I haven't been there in four months, so I don't actually know if it's there. But the coast is, it's still, it's not melting away or anything. The seas aren't rising no. The seas too are quickly. rising, yeah. Not too quickly, but pretty fast. I would really love to go play out there again. Um, so hopefully we'll figure out a way to do it. Come on out. If I can help you in the Northwest, I will. I may take you up on that. Hit me up. All right. Well, hey, uh, again, great record. And uh, everyone go out there and find it wherever you buy records on November 3rd. And um, when you travel, travel safe. Hope to see you next year, maybe. No, in February, we're going to play pickleball in D.C. All right. Yeah. Pickleball date. Then I'll come to your part, your time zone. Yeah. And make sure everything's okay. Sounds great. All right, man. Nice to meet you and talk to you. Talk to you later. This was was great. Thanks. Yeah.